good morning, everybody. How we doing today? Everybody good? Everybody good in here? All of you who made it in here, so glad that you did. Uh, good to be uh, in person with all of you and everyone out there uh, who right now is watching live online, wherever you are. Um, again, just so glad that we have the technology available to do that for anybody who wants to take advantage of us. So glad you could do that. Can't wait for, for when some of you are, are still waiting to come back. Can't wait for you too. Uh, we're ready for you when, when you're ready and, and we can't wait for that as well. But, but everyone else who's out there, so glad you're doing that too. And I'm just so glad we get to come here out there uh, freely worshiping an amazing God who made us and loves us, right? And celebrating Jesus, man. Isn't that great? We could do that. Just, I just love that. I wanna keep that in front of us and we get to do that every single Sunday uh, that we're freely able to do that. It's a good place to be when we could do that. Amen, everybody. Amen. It's always good when we can do that. If we haven't met yet, uh, my name is Andy. I'm one of the pastors here. And I wanna welcome all of us to week number three of a series that we're in. We're calling it, We Are the Church. And what we're doing uh, is we're studying the book of Acts together. Uh, we're studying it in here. We're studying it out there. All of you are reading it, uh, right? Every single one of you reading it, right? Correct? Yeah, okay, good. All of you are reading it. Don't tell me you're not. And uh, we're doing all that together. And what we're doing is we're learning about the very first church of Jesus, like how they organized, what they did, what their mission was, what their message was to the world and, and what God did among them. And then we're, all we're doing for us is just asking a simple question. Well, who are we as a church? Who are we as a church and looking at the first church and just seeing, hey man, what does a Jesus church actually look like? And, and we're doing that as we just walk through the book of Acts together. So let's go ahead and get to it. If you have your Bibles or electronics, get to the next part. We're gonna be in Acts chapter four. Go ahead and grab uh, whatever you got there and go to Acts chapter four. And, and so as you're doing that, as you're getting there and open it up there to Acts chapter four, here's how I wanna start. I wanna start uh, by asking you a question as you're opening there. Here's the question. I want you to take a second and think about something. I want you to think about the prayers you prayed this week. All right? Just so, like, think about it. Like, what did you pray for? What did you consistently pray for, mostly pray for that one thing or whatever? Just looking at the last week of your life, I want you to just think about the prayers that you lifted up and prayed to God about. Now, here's a question I want you to ask, and if you're thinking about that, and here it is. If God answered every single one of those prayers this week, what would be different in the world? What would be different today if he, if he, so, so you woke up this morning and well, you went downstairs and you know, God is sitting in your Ikea rocker and he's like, first of all, sweet rocker. And then he's like, great news, I got great news. I'm gonna answer every one of the prayers that you prayed this week, poof, it's done. And he answered him and here's my question, what happened in the world as a result of that? Right there in that moment, like what happened? And here's my guess, my guess, hopefully, is that somebody else benefited a little bit. That, that, that hopefully like, you know, your cousin's cancer just got healed because you prayed for her or, or your buddy's marriage got better and he didn't do what you thought he was gonna do because you prayed for it and you're so glad that God did that. And, and I mean, hopefully we saw some of that happen, hopefully uh, with those prayers because we're praying for stuff like that. But here's my guess. My guess is that the thing though that got better the most or the thing that they got the most benefit uh, would be you. It would be you. Uh, you, you know, and some of them aren't that bad, right? Some of those prayers aren't that bad. Like maybe, you know, your roof finally got fixed. It's like, praise God. And that's a good thing. It's like, I needed that fixed. I didn't, I didn't know how that was gonna happen. But, you know, some of you got that. Or, or man, you got that boyfriend and he's awesome, right? Like he, he even dropped breakfast off to you this morning. Isn't he so sweet, right? Like that's what happened as a result of that. Or man, you know what? Go look in the garage. That truck's there. Cummins turbo diesel with a hitch right next to the boat. Amen. Like, praise God. I got that. I can't believe it, God. Thank you so much, right? And, and, and so we got some of that stuff. 
And man, I'm telling you, if, if, you're, if your prayers are answered this week, your food would be the holiest food on the face of the earth. Amen, everybody like that? Your food would be so blessed if all your prayers got answered this week. And here's how I know that. Here's, here's how I know that. Because we overall, with the exception of a few things, we pretty much pray the same prayers and we pretty much pray for the same stuff and we focus on the same things, which is mostly, not all the way, mostly just me, but people really closest to me and a few others uh, around. And again, I'm not saying some of those are bad. Like if God answered some of my prayers, there would be people that absolutely uh, benefited from that. Like I, I've been, I was, I'm praying right now for somebody in the hospital and man, I'd be so grateful that they just got out of there and got healed and all that stuff. So uh, again, I, I don't think all of our prayers are wrong. I don't think we're wrong with some of those prayers. Some of them, all right, everybody? Like some of them uh, are okay. But here's what I know about you too. I think for all of us here, you're coming here, you wanna follow God, you wanna take those next steps uh, in your journey with him. And I think you follow Jesus and love the church. And here's what I know. I know you wanna be a part of something bigger than that. I just know that. And I want that for you and I want that for me too. And I want that for this church. Well, that's what we're gonna look at today, okay? Today, we're gonna look at how a, a Jesus-loving church prays and, and stays on mission through what we see with the very first church that formed. Because here's what I want us to think about today as we look at our prayers and be challenged a little bit in the prayers of the first church. And this is true of any other church. And here it is. How a church, we said this before, how a church prays, it reveals the mission they're on. How a church prays, and more specifically, who the church, who you pray for, it matters to the mission that we are all on as a church. I want you to know something. Right now, as you sit, your prayers, your prayer, however, you, whatever it is, whatever it looks like, how much you're praying, who you're praying about, who you're praying for, how you're praying for this church, it matters to, to the mission of this church. Your prayers are very important to this church. I want you to know that. And, and so I want all of us to see what we're about to see today. And here's my prayer for us is that we're spurred on a little bit about what we're about to see to pray like what we're about to see. And here's the good news. The good news about it is this. You can pray the prayers that we're about to look at and you don't really have to change much at all with, with your other prayers. You don't have to get rid of all your other prayers, but I wanna challenge you to consider to get rid of some of them, all right? Like some of them, you just gotta cut in the name of Jesus Christ, all right? Like that's another prayer, I don't have time for another message. I don't have time for that one, but I'm just saying, so let's go, let's go. Let's get with that mindset. Let's talk about what God wants to do in our prayers. Uh, and so we're gonna be in Acts 4 and here's where we left off on the story so far. So Jesus sent it into heaven. He resurrected from the dead, sent it into heaven uh, and the first church started. And, and so the eyewitnesses of this went out and just told people about Jesus. Amazing things happened. In the first day, day one, 3000 people came to believe in Jesus and they joined the church. And so they start gathering, they start figuring things out. Like, what are we gonna do? And their mission though was really simple. Here was their mission. Their mission wasn't like, we gotta fix this. Hey, we gotta go after that. We gotta change the government. We got, they're like, man, we just wanna tell people about Jesus, that he really is God's son, that he really is God in the flesh, that he did, did come back from the, from the dead. And so we're gonna just line our lives up with what he said. And so we're gonna be devoted to Jesus and what he said, and we're gonna be devoted to each other. And that was it. Like that, that was their mission. And that's how it got started. And then last week we saw two of the guys, the main leaders, Peter and John, they went out, <clears throat> they went out to, the, to, to do their prayer, their normal prayer at the temple. And they ran into this guy who had been uh, not able to walk for 40 years. They ran into him probably one more time. They probably ran into him before. Uh, but then they boldly tell him on that day, hey, in the name of Jesus of Nazareth, get up and walk. And he did, he jumped up and he was healed. And the people saw it, like people saw it. Uh, they looked around and they saw Petey, the lame guy. Uh, now Petey, the 
the walker, right? And they were just like, I know Petey. I can't believe that, that he's walking now. And so Peter then stands up, takes that opportunity, preaches to the crowd, tells them, hey, I want you to know this is not because of me. It's because of Jesus of Nazareth, who you crucified, who you killed, but he came back from the dead. He is who he says he is. And so that's kind of where we are right now in the story. Uh, Petey's over there dancing around, right? So now we're here and, and here we go. Verse one, chapter four, here's what it says. It says, so now while Peter and John were speaking to the people, uh, they were confronted by the priests the captain of the temple guard and some of the Sadducees, uh, these leaders were very disturbed that Peter and John were teaching the people that through Jesus, there is a resurrection of the dead. So they arrested them. And, and since it was already evening, uh, they put them in jail until the morning. But, but many of the people who heard their message believed. So the number of men who believed now totaled about 5,000. Okay, so, so at this point, just I just want us to keep thinking about this. At this point, uh, within days here, we started, 140 people, then went to 3,000 people. And now we're talking about 5,000 men uh, who, who believe in Jesus, which probably means now about 10,000 people uh, minimum right now who believe in Jesus within days, everybody, days of this happening. I just think that's amazing. They, and, and so now Peter and John, they just won't, they won't shut up about Jesus. They just won't shut up. They keep saying it. Things keep happening. So, so verse five here, it says, it says the next day, so they got arrested, right? And they're trying to figure out what to do. It says the next day, uh, the council of all the rulers and elders and teachers of religious law met in Jerusalem. They're getting together, man. This is a big deal. Annas, the high priest, was there along with Caiaphas, John, Alexander, and other relatives of the high priest. Okay, so they got together. All these guys are coming around. They're like, so they're, they're kind of, they're not happy with what's going on with what Peter and John are doing is they're starting to get bothered by this, especially when they're talking about the resurrection of the dead. I mean, that really irked him. It really got to him. And so they arrest Peter and John. They put them on trial. And so now they're on trial. And here's the first thing that they say, verse seven. Here's what they asked. And they said, all right, Peter, by what power or in whose name have you done this? Peter stands up and he goes, I'm glad you asked. And he just preached again. Okay, let's see what Peter says. And I love what he says. He goes, let me clearly state to all of you and to all the people of Israel that he was healed, Petey was healed by the powerful name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, the man you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead. He loved all his end and like, he kind of like putting that in their face. He's like, by the way, you killed him. You killed him, just letting you know, you, you killed him. Uh, and so he put it, and then he, he finishes up with this statement, which I love again, he says, so I'm just gonna tell you this, there is salvation in no one else. God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. And so now the leaders are just totally totally upset about this. They are fired up at him and they're like, man, okay, that's it. They, they've heard enough. They're like, we gotta stop this moon. We're gonna kill him. Let's kill him. They're like, we've, we've, we need to go and do something about this thing. But here's the deal. They had a little problem, okay? They had a little problem with just killing him. And it's in verse 14. Let's see what the problem was. It says, but they, since they could see the man who had been healed standing right there. So I love that, standing right there among them, there was nothing the council could say. And so somebody, they're all talking about, hey, we're gonna get him, we're gonna kill him. And so somebody's probably like, hey, Annas, Farouk, hey, fellas, like, I know you wanna kill these guys. Uh, what are we gonna do with that guy? What are we gonna do with Petey? 
Peter's over there playing hopstotch with the kids, like talking about what God did. And uh, I don't know if we should be able to do something about that or not. I think we, people might get a little bothered if we kill these guys with Petey walking around and he's jumping around and playing hopscotch with kids, okay? Uh, and so, so they're like, man, what do we do? How do we figure this out? And, and so they, they, they started to get together and here's what they decided. So they called the apostles back in, verse 18, called the apostles back in and they commanded them never again to speak or teach in the name of Jesus. And so they say, okay, fellas, here's the deal. Like, we're gonna let you go. We're gonna let you go. Like, we realize what's gonna happen. It's gonna be a riot if we, if we kill them. So here's the deal. You just don't talk about Jesus again, right? Don't, don't talk about the resurrection again. That's all we're just saying. Just don't do it. It's a command. We're telling you not to do it. And, and here's what Peter responds to that. He, so he says, Peter and John replied, uh, I'll bring John on, as John said it too. Uh, do you think God wants us to obey you rather than him? We cannot stop telling about everything that we have seen and heard. So the council then threatened them further, but they finally let them go because they didn't know how to punish them without starting a riot. Because for everyone was praising God for this miraculous sign, the healing of a man who had been lame for more than 40 years. Now I started thinking through this as I've been studying this and, and I've been studying a lot in our reading plan and just this week and I thought a lot about what Peter and John did. And, and here's what, you know, I wanna talk just for a minute about this uh, before we get into the prayer of the church. You know, there are times for us, there are times as believers and time for the church, there's times where we rebel, right? There are times where it's appropriate to rebel and what Peter and John did right here, that's, that's what we see. But I want us to be really clear on why we see them rebel the way that they did, okay? Because here's what happened with them. They went out in a public place and they talked about Jesus. And they got arrested because they talked about Jesus. And they were told not to talk about Jesus again. And then that's when they said, we just, we can't do that. Like we can't do that. There are things that are in place, there are laws. That, like we don't agree with all the way you're doing, but, but we gotta be able to talk about Jesus, man. That's where we're gonna draw a line. And so they rebelled uh, because they were being forced in that moment to disobey what Jesus told them to do. Because Peter said, listen, man, I'm sorry. Jesus commanded us to go out and talk about him to whoever we could. So you gotta do what you gotta do, but we can't disobey God's command. And, and for us as a church, here's the thing that I wanna talk about. Just, this is what I've been going through, what I've been thinking, what I've been uh, hearing from some, some folks around in, in circles. And, and for us, like, we have to realize a couple things, man. We need to realize that, that right now, while we wish we were, uh, we, we are not in a Christian culture. You know that, right? Like, you know that we're, we are not in a society that is governed with Christianity uh, at the forefront. We are not. So here's what is a result of that with, with where we're living. As a result of that, uh, there are gonna be things put in place. There are gonna be laws that are enacted. There are gonna be things that, that just don't line up with scripture and with what God says and things that we absolutely do not agree with. I mean, that sh and here's what I wanna say. That shouldn't shock you with what I just said. You with me so far? That should not shock you with where we are and what we're going. So here's the question. So what do we do, right? I mean, that's what, you, what do we do? What do we do? Like, it's a tough question. When do we rebel? When do we rebel? When do we take a stand? What do we do when a law that, that we don't agree with or a right that we actually have, might be a secondary thing, by the way, with, with being a citizen of heaven, but maybe a right that we have here in the United States or whatever, or maybe a preference that we have is messed with. What do we do? And, and, as, and you know, I've been hearing a lot of this lately, like every now and then we, there are things that pop up and folks perk up a little bit, perk up a little bit, be like, man, I don't know, man, did you see that? Did you see that thing put in place, man? Did you see what they're doing right there? Man, I don't know, I don't, I don't like where things are going. I'm getting worried, that's what I hear. I'm getting more worried. And I just, I wanna take a step back here 
as a Christian, as someone who believes in God and, and what the Bible says. And I just wanna ask, I just want us to see that here's what I, here's what I wanna say, just, uh, just with a nudge with this. Like if there are any people, if there's any people group in the entire world who should not be worried or freaking out, it's Christians. We should not be freaking out because we already know what's coming. We already know what's gonna happen. We already know that Jesus wins. We already know that God is in control. He is not out of control. But honestly, we're seeing the opposite reaction with Christians all the time and I don't get it. I'm worried, I'm worried, man. And so I just want you to know, here's what I want you to know and then we'll move on. And you can email me if you want, I'm fine with this. I feel like I've been praying through this and I just feel like I wanna talk to us a little bit in love. Like with the current, even in the current climate we're in and the things we may not agree with or whatever and everything is perking us up. God is not freaking out. He is in control. He's not nervous. You hear me? Somebody needs to hear me out here today. He's supreme. He's not rattled. He is not rattled. He's in control. We should, we, and, and as a result of that, everybody listen to me. I just wanna push this forward. So therefore we should be the steadiest people on this earth because here's why. Our lives, our lives, because of the gospel of Jesus Christ. See, our lives don't ebb and flow with anything but the gospel. We're not rattled by anything except for the gospel because we know what's gonna happen. And, and here's the, I mean, let's go there, okay? Let's go there. Let's, like, let's just say what's happening is like, is, man, is it, it's coming. Apocalypse, right? It's like, it's coming and it's like, what's happening in the government and the vaccine? Can I just say this? I'm sorry. The vaccine is not the mark of the beast, everybody. It's a vaccine. It's a vaccine, all right? I just wanna tell you that right now. And then so, it's like, no, no, hold on, no clap. No, 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 don't clap. You're gonna, you're gonna, seriously. It's not, it's not. It's a vaccine, okay? But let's just go there. Let's say all of this is it. This is the end and the end is coming. I mean, okay, let's go there. Then, okay, if that's what's really happening, how does that change our mission and our message? How does any of that change the urgency that we have with the mission and message that God put us on this earth for? Because we are here to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ, that he is the son of God, that he came and he was God in the flesh and that he is here to redeem the world. That, that does not change, amen? That doesn't change one bit with whatever's happening. And so, so I'm not saying don't pay attention. I'm not saying don't be aware. I'm not saying don't be active. I'm not even saying don't like, just like kind of fight for some things, but just don't make those secondary things what's primary in our call and our purpose and our mission for why God has us here on this earth, okay? Um, because if, here's the thing, if you're worried about what's happening in this current climate, I'm just gonna challenge you, then you're missing something fundamental about God's supremacy and the control that he has and the authority of what's going down. That's all I wanna just challenge us in a little bit, okay? Peter and John rebelled, they rebelled because they were not supposed, they were not allowed to talk about Jesus. They weren't allowed to talk about Jesus, not because there was a Roman law in place that they didn't agree with. By the way, there were tons of Roman laws in place. Rome was not Christian at all. Like they had tons of things in place at that time where, where the Christians did not agree with, but we didn't see them rebel. You read the book of Acts. They didn't rebel one time against all these laws that were in place. They, they were just, they rebelled when they were forced not to talk about Jesus. It was a threat to their mission and their message. And there are times where we should rebel, but, but it depends on what's being forced on us. It depends on what's being forced and if it's against God's direct command. And so if you Want, and I don't have time for this, but if you want to see God's position on this, I really, if you're there and you're a little bit, you're like, you're, like, you're, telling, you're talking too much about this, go to Romans 13, read Romans 13. I think it's going to help you. Read Romans 13, very, the first seven verses are very helpful in who we are called as a people, where we should rebel, where we should fall in, okay? So Peter and John get released, right? They get released. Uh, they go back to the church, right? So let's move forward. And, uh, and, and the church, like, they're like, oh man, I'm so glad you're back. Like, I'm so glad you're back and thank God they're safe. And, and, and so, man, we weren't sure that we'd see you again. And then we heard what happened. You got arrested and tell us about it. Oh man, Petey got healed. I remember Petey. Like, I'm so glad he's walking. And, and so, man, you almost got killed. What? You know, so they're 
talking about all this stuff, so all this excitement's going on, I'm sure. Uh, but then here's the very next thing that we see. The second they get back and they're, and they're celebrating a little bit and it's in verse 24, if you wanna read along, here's what it says. It says, so when they heard the report, all the believers lifted their voices together in prayer to God. Now, before, before we get to this prayer, we're gonna read this prayer. I want you to think about what you'd be thinking at this moment if you were there with them and you saw your two biggest leaders come back and almost get killed. Just think about what you'd be thinking, right? Because I think for a lot of people, the response would be, all right, okay, listen, before we pray, can we just lay some ground rules down a little bit? Like when we go out there and heal and talk about Jesus, man, because that was not safe. Like we're, things are getting really, really unsafe, man. And so before we get to going on, can we just pray for protection right now? Can we pray for safety? And, and all that stuff. Could we just do that at least? But, but that's probably what we would do, right? It's a safe bet that we say, can we just please pray for God's safety here? We, we, need, we need safety and protection right now, but that's not, so that's not what they do. Here's what they pray. So they come together and pray. Here's the very first thing that they pray. They said, oh, sovereign Lord, creator of heaven and earth, the sea and everything in them. So this is the first thing they pray. They prayed, God, we know who you are. We know who you are. Not man, protect us. Keep it. Thank you for protecting Peter and John. Keep us safe. No, they came together and they said, God, God, we know you're here. And we know that everything that's happening, everything that happened and everything that's gonna happen is ordained by you because you're in control, you're in charge and everything is positioning itself in your order of things. Even though we don't get it sometimes, even though it might seem unsettling, even though it might seem overwhelming, we are not unsettled. We are not overwhelmed. We are not freaking out. We're gonna trust that you are working in it and you're working around it and you're working all things through this. I, it's, it's an amazing thing. It's an amazing thing. Think about that. We've never been in a position like that as a church. There's never been a time where Chad and I came back and said, we almost got killed, guys. We almost got, literally got killed. And the first thing that all of you would do, go, God, you're awesome. Think about it. It's the first thing that they pray. So if you're taking notes, I hope you do. Here's the first thing that we pray if we wanna be a Jesus-following church is that we pray for the right perspective. That's the first thing. That's the first thing they pray. God, we know you're here. So we put our eyes on you. We put ourselves in the right position with you. I mean, what if, I'm, I know I'm challenging you guys a little bit today. This might be one of the most challenging messages to me. I don't know. But I mean, what if, what if our first thought in a problem or a situation that came was instead of getting puffed up and saying, all right, what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? Let's get going, man. Let's roll, right? What if it was just, okay, God, you're in control. Like, I wanna give this to you. Like, I wanna put my eyes on you. Like, you, you, you got everything. You're sovereign. You're gonna use this problem for purposes. How would that change your perspective? How would that change your perspective? And then, and then so, so what they do is they, they pray for respect and they go into this Old Testament passage and talk about how all of this was ordained with Jesus coming. They went through the prophecies. It was really neat and all the events around it, how things had to ha all happen and line up and then none of it was out of God's control, uh, how Jesus came and how what it was, and it was all about Jesus. It was an awesome middle of the prayer with, with talking about the Old Testament stuff and how it was all the bigger deal. And then we're gonna see the church pray for, ask for two things. They're gonna ask God for two things. So we know who you are. And, and so here, let's keep going. Uh, verse 29 says, and now, Oh Lord, hear their threats and give us your service. Now stop, don't put the slide. Don't, don't read on, don't read on, don't read on. Helen, stop, stop reading, Helen. Okay, like don't read on. What did they pray for? What did they pray for? Right? God, we see their threats. Like we know what's happening. So man, like give us protection. Keep us safe, right? Like keep us safe and, and give us, you know, what we need. We need new elected officials. These officials stink. Like give us new government and all that stuff. What do they pray? No, no, no. Here's what they said. God, give us your servants 
great boldness in preaching your word. What? Because like, I don't know if you're like me, man, but I read that and I'm like, the first thing they asked for is the right perspective. And then they say, God, we see the threats and what's happening. They didn't ask for safety. They didn't ask, uh, yeah, keep us from harm, hedge of protection. The next thing they asked for was more boldness, <laughs> more boldness. To which most people would say, okay, time out, man, time out. Like, what, is that, is that where we're going, everybody? Like somebody in the crowd had been like, whoa, we got that covered. Like we're, we're good in the boldness department. Like we, we got guys almost get killed. Like, what are, like can we get to something else, please? And, and so that, that's what's going on, man. But that's what they prayed to stay on mission with, with what they knew Jesus wanted them to do. Second thing we pray for, if we wanna be a church that's just loving Jesus, going after him is that we pray for boldness. We pray for boldness. Now, here's what I want us to catch because if you're like me, if you're like me and looking at the prayers of my life, the first thing I, and I don't wanna be like this, but the first thing I feel through is everything about me. Like it's about, I don't know, I hate that about myself, but I do that. So I have to almost like think about it. But here's what I want you to catch. This prayer is so different for them. This is, this is so different. This is not a normal prayer, even when they pray for boldness because it doesn't go after, that prayer does not go after me and my needs. It doesn't go after me and my knees, it goes after others. Gang, what if, just what if, what would happen if this entire church embraced the boldness to be about others and, and, and them being met by Jesus instead of, of us meeting our needs? What, what would change, man? If we were about others meeting Jesus instead of just about our needs being met, man, it's not easy to pray that prayer, I'm telling you. It's not easy to be like that. It's really hard. But what if we ask to have a faith that goes after the world? after the world for Jesus and through Jesus, even through the turmoil and circumstances that we're going through, that, that we have some needs in our own lives and we have some things that we wish would come through, but we were just so focused on the boldness to, to preach God's word and to be about God's perspective. And here's the thing, got me thinking, what if the thing that eases our own frustrations and worries and struggles is actually just seeing others come to know Jesus as our Lord and Savior? What if that just eradicated all the other worries and frustrations that we have instead of going after these temporary solutions? What if that happened? I wanna challenge us that I think that would happen. I just want to challenge this a little bit. When was the last time here? When was the last time you asked God, give me boldness? Boldness to say Jesus when I shouldn't. Give me boldness to speak about you right here. Give me boldness to represent you right now. And I'm not saying ask for weirdness, right? Don't go in the break room and go, Jesus is Lord, and run out. Like, I'm not saying like, but like, you know, I wrote some of these things down. Like, maybe it looks like saying something when saying nothing would be easier. Maybe it looks like taking advantage of an opportunity when they present themselves like, instead of saying, I'm sorry, but saying, can I pray for you? What if it looks like sharing your story with someone when, when the door is wide open? What if it's creating opportunities to talk to your neighbor and not stop at goodbye, but in stop at inviting them to lunch? What if, it, what if it's actually getting more steadfast in your faith instead of being flimsy about it? I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is, but they said, man, give us more boldness in preaching your word with love and healing attached to this in Jesus' name. Verse 30, next thing he says, okay, give us boldness and then stretch out your hand with healing power. May miraculous signs and wonders be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. Third thing, again, if we just wanna be a church that's going after Jesus and, and what they did, the third thing we pray for is that we pray for God to demonstrate his power. We pray for God to demonstrate. Now we need to look at this because we need to catch why they ask God for this. Like again, like when we read about healing and demonstrate his power, again, if you're like me, I tend to go to myself first and I think about that for me, but we need to catch why they ask for God this. They, when, when they ask God uh, for this, to stretch out your hand with healing power, they did not ask it for themselves. 
And I, I gotta keep reminding us of this as we go through this book because they were never about themselves. Most of not every healing was not about people in the church. It was people who didn't believe and were outside the church because they didn't gather together to pray for something to happen in here with church people. They prayed for God to do something miraculous out there where they would see and go, oh my gosh, tell me more about Jesus. You catching me? They're like, tell me more about this God of yours. Like I just saw something crazy happen. Like what about Jesus? That was the point. The point was for God to do something out there. So people would say, tell me more about him. So, th so that's the prayer of the first church. That's it. They said, give us perspective. Give us boldness to be others oriented, not about me and my needs, but to say Jesus everywhere we go, because you just never know who would catch on to that and say, Jesus is it. And God, demonstrate your power in ways where people cannot deny who you are. And here's what happened. I don't think we really think about this, but it's an amazing thing. It's powerful. You know why the message of Jesus got to us? Because of a church that prayed those three prayers. That's how it got to us. And so here's a challenge I want us to think about as a church. Here we go. What kind of church do we wanna be? Like who, you're the church. What kind of church do we want to be? Do we wanna be the kind of church that sees the community around us marveling at God and accepting Jesus as our Lord and Savior because we have the right perspective, because we prayed for boldness in our faith for Jesus to be proclaimed and that we prayed for God to demonstrate his power for who he is, not for our benefit, but for others so that others see him and come to know Jesus as a result. That's the kind of church I wanna be. And here's the thing, we're doing it. I wanna tell you that, like we're seeing it. Like, I love the song we sang. I see the evidence, man. I see the evidence of your goodness happening. And as a result of so many of you praying these prayers already, I wanna tell you that and say, I'm encouraged by your prayers for this church. If to see it, you're, like, your prayers aren't flimsy, some of you. You're praying for these things to happen. And we're seeing God do amazing things. But here's what I wanna know or want you to know because we're a church. And so I just want us to be aware. Uh, I want us to be aware. No church is immune to the gravitational pull of just being all about us though. So that's where I wanna challenge us to pray as a church, okay? And, and it can happen so easy. So, so this prayer isn't just a prayer, it's a call. You hear me? Like it's a call. It's a call for us to be on mission with a greater purpose for people to come to know Jesus on this earth. And, and I want you to have that. I want you to carry that with me. It's a challenge for me. Like I go inward so quickly. Do you, you hear me? You, you get me like, you understand what I'm saying. I know you do. I, I get there and I don't wanna be like that, man. I wanna be on mission and I need your help. I, I want to help you. And, and it, it happens as we pray. So here's what we're gonna do. The band's gonna come up and we got time. Don't go anywhere. It's like, you can't even get your kids if you want to, okay? Um, so, and if you don't stay, we lock the doors. All right, so here we go. We didn't lock the doors. I'm just kidding. Okay, okay. Don't leave. All right, so. I'm off track. All right, here's what we're gonna do. Band's gonna come. We're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna play a song, and I just want to invite you to sit and take it in. And we're later. We're gonna stand on, stand and sing together. But it's a new song. It's an amazing song, and it's just such a, I don't know, man, such a spurring on song for us in this, in this idea of, of how a church prays. And so uh, as they do, um, I wanna call us as a church to pray together. And so what I'm gonna challenge us to do starting today is enter into a week of prayer. I'm gonna do that. And, and if, for those of you who've been coming here, we do this every single year. We do a week of prayer. And so how this week of prayer works, we're gonna start today. Uh, is today the 25th? Hopefully it is. So it starts today on that list. And so out there in the lobby, you can grab, uh, we have a guide for you. It's very important for you to have the guide. So this will tell you exactly what we're praying for. The whole point of this is being united in one prayer every day together as a church. All of you watching online, you do not have to get here to get that. If you go to riverridge.tv, you can download the PDF for that. Very important that you have this so that you know what we're praying 
on and focusing on together every day, okay? And then starting tomorrow, every day, Monday to Friday, uh, 7 a.m., Facebook Live, I will be there to guide us, whoever wants to be there, Facebook Live, 7 a.m., to just start our day off praying this one thing as a church. And I think, man, it'll be, it'll be really good. It'll be really effective, I think. Uh, we've seen God do amazing things in our weeks of prayer, okay? So, so I want us to do that. Uh, and, and so make sure you're following us on Facebook. Make sure you get the prayer guide so you know what we're praying for. And uh, so I'll be there 7 a.m. every day, not today, sorry, 7. And so Monday we'll start and, and we'll go Monday to Friday. But right now, here's what I want us to do just to just put your stuff away, you know, like put your stuff away, like get your Bibles closed. And I, and, and I just, I wanna invite you to pray. And, and take this song in, if you know the word saint, whatever, again, whatever the Lord wants you to do right now, but I just want you to sit, give God this time. Don't rush into the next thing you gotta do. Just sit, take this in, and, and, and then I'm gonna come back out here at you know, in, in, some point in the song, and I'm gonna guide us here in a little bit of prayer, but whatever the Lord wants you to do, I just wanna invite you to allow Him, allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you and what, what we're challenged in in this prayer of a church, okay?
more time. Just, I don't know where you're at, man, with, with, with what God's asking you to do. I hopefully he's speaking to you, but God, give me the right perspective. God, give me boldness to speak about you, not about anything else. And God, demonstrate your power. And so I, I just wanna charge you just a little bit, just to win. What is, what is the next bold thing for him to do through you? What's he speaking to you right now? I don't know what it is for some of you, but maybe it's, I, I don't know, just take that one step. I wanna pray for the courage to take that step, man, for you and, and, and what God means to you and who he is in you and, and what is important, what is primary and the purpose that we have on this earth and uh, that everything else should fall away. Just the way the song said, man, I'm available to whatever you do. I will, I will lay everything else down at the cross. That's challenging, but what's that next thing for you? I don't know if it looks like just, maybe it's that invitation. Maybe, it, maybe it's that phone call you need to make. Maybe it's taking that next step and fostering adoption. Maybe there is a bold thing that I just felt to speak that right now. Uh, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's forgiving that person. Maybe it's uh, stepping forward uh, with, a, with a coworker. I don't know what that is, but I want you to just think through that and pray, God, just, I'm available, I'm available. So let's just stand up. I want us all to stand up, maybe invite you to sing with us to finish out as we continue to pray and just be available. given us this life. God, for giving us this opportunity. God, I thank you for giving us this moment. Just sit in this moment just for a minute. I don't know what God has spoken to you, but I'm just thankful that we have the ability to approach an all-powerful God ourselves. Thank you, God, for this privilege Thank you for loving us so much. 
that you allow us to live out our purpose. God, I pray for all the people in the room, all the people watching online, all those that you have spoke to today. God, I pray that you will reveal through them and give power to them to follow whatever it is that you've reached them. God, we love you and we praise you. Amen.